0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم تر كيف ضرب الله مثلا كلمة طيبة كشجرة طيبة وَمَثَلُ كَلِمَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ كَشَجَرَةٍ خَبِيثَةٍ اجْتُثَّتٍ خَبِيثَةٍ اجْتُثَّتٍ مِنْ فَوْقِ الْأَرْضِ مَا لَهَا مِنْ قَرَارُ الم تر الى الذين بدلوا نعمة الله كفرا واحلوا قومهم دار البوار جهنم يصلونها وبئس القرار وجعلوا لله اندادا ليضلوا عن سبيله قُلْ فَإِنَّ مَصِيرَكُمْ إِلَى النَّارُ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وبه نستعين ونصلي ونسلم على خاتم النبيين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقدة من لساني قولي Fathers and mothers, my dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. First and foremost, is it warm in here? I'm feeling a bit warm. As you can see, I'm already sweating. I'm not sure if they can uh, cool down uh, the venue, if possible. It's uh, a bit warm. It must be these lights here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from the heat of the fire of Jahannam. Amen. All praises belong to Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We praise Allah, Rabbul 'izzati wal jalal. We seek Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala's assistance and we seek the guidance of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And we seek refuge in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide that person. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa taala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa taala for gathering us yet again in a house from His many houses to learn from the Book of Allah subhanahu wa taala and to learn. From the inheritance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith which is sahih, مَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتٍ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ فِيمَا بَيْنَهُمْ إِلَّا نَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَغَشِيَتْهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَحَفَّتْ بِهِمْ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَذَك Rasulullah sallam says that there's no group of people that come together in a house from the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They come together to recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to study all together the lessons in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala causes contentment to descend upon these people. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showers this group of people with His mercy. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands the malaika to surround this particular gathering. La ilaha illallah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this gathering to those that are with Him. La ilaha illallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst the mentioned. Amin. The topic for today is tadabbur and tafakkur. It's not the normal topics that we normally find, and thus, you might find the mannerism of today's talk tread a different path. But inshallah, bear with me, and hopefully, uh, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the lessons that I intend to share with you all will be shared bi Allah ta'ala. Before we delve into the topic, we must remember that which I said yesterday, and that is that we didn't leave our homes except to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We didn't come here for entertainment, nor did you come here because of the speaker. Rather, you came here because of the message. You came here because of the inheritance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that is to be shared. And remember the subtle message I shared with you yesterday, that we need to monitor ourselves and our sincerity, and we, we need to ensure that we don't attach ourselves to personalities. We have not come to see personalities. Rather, we attach ourselves to the message of Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because it's this message that should bring you all out of your homes, and not any personality. Thus, your sitting here should be the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from the outset, you should purify your intentions. So that this exercise becomes a means of building our Jannah. And that this exercise becomes a means of making our scales heavy on the day of Qiyamah. Our scales of good deeds... Heavy on the day of Qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Ameen. Tadabbur and Tafakkur. These are two Arabic terminologies that share similar meanings, even though the scholars tend to use a particular noun for a particular concept and, the, uh, and another noun for another concept. Tadabbur is an Arabic terminology, it comes from the Arabic verb. تَدَبَّرَ يَتَدَبَّرُ تَدَبُّرًا It comes from the Arabic verb, تَدَبَّر يَتَدَبَّرُ تَدَبُّرًا And um, this particular terminology refers to taking a step back. Taking a step back from a particular matter. And in context, it refers to pondering over something. And the reason why the scholars have attached this particular word to what we know as deliberation... And pondering over something is because whenever you study a matter, it's healthy to take yourself outside of that matter and look at it from the outside. When you look at a matter from the outside, you tend to learn things that you would not learn if you left yourself inside the matter. Thus, it's called tadabbur. And we know the famous example of the cow that has a rope attached to its nose. And sometimes it walks and this rope becomes stuck under the cow's feet. And as this cow wants to move, it pulls against the rope and it hurts this cow so it remains stuck in the same spot. It can't move forward anymore. But if it took a step backwards, it can resume its journey. So sometimes we need to take a step backwards so that we can move forwards. And this is the general understanding of tadabbur. Tafakkur is similar in context to tadabbur, and it's derived from the verb tafakkara yatafakkaru tafakkuran. And tafakkur comes from the three-letter verb in the Arabic language, which denotes one's ability to think about something. So it's a verb attached to cognitive ability. Our ability to think about something. and Our abilities to think is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what separates us from the other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our ability to think and analyze situations and circumstances. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses our intellect in many places in the Quran. In the ayat that I recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala paved for us an analogy. Why an analogy? because we do have an ability to analyze and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his book in many a place says inna fi dhalika laayat liqaumi yatafakkarun in fi dhalika laayat liulil nuhha afala ta'qilun afala and so on and so forth Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala time and time again instructs our intellect because we are people of understanding and if we fail to observe this cognitive ability which we have been blessed with, then that is a naqs, and that is a defect, and that is a problem indeed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses our intellect because this intellect, a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is also a means of us recognizing the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A means of us understanding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even more. And this is true if we used our intellect and looked at the surroundings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed around us, we will easily, for those who ponder, witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, witness the magnitude of the greatness and power and majesty of Allah, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, Al-Wahidul Qahhar, Al-Ahad, Al-Fardal Samad, al Lam Yalid, Walam Yulad, Walam Lahu Kufuwan Ahad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nurtures us upon this concept of tafakkur. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not only instruct it, but He nurtures our usage of it. Today in Salatul Jumu'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in His book, in ayat which we recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, ibil. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks Asks us, have we not looked at the camel? And it's not a matter of merely looking at it. Rather, understanding it. Have you not looked at it and understood how this camel has been created? How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created it for the most rugged regions on the face of this earth, but this camel can live without our daily necessities for days. It has the ability to lose half of its weight, and still survive. And there's no other creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that can lose half its weight and still survive. How this camel has been created with the furry lines in its ears and the longer eyelashes on its eyes to manage the desert dust, this region that this camel has been created to stay in. How this camel has been blessed with appropriate feet, with the necessary netting and webbing that can prevent this camel from sinking into the soft desert sand, even though this camel can weigh up to 700 kgs. La ilaha illallah. 700 kgs. And not just the weight of this camel alone, we can add to this weight when we use this camel to carry our loads and to carry ourselves. فلا إله إلا Indeed, there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is tafakkur O servants of Allah, and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has nurtured us upon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ Allah draws our attention to the skies and how the sky has perfectly been raised as a canopy above us. Without pillars which we can see. بِغَيْرِ عَمَدٍ تَرَوْنَهَا Without pillars which we can see. subhana رَبِّيَ الْأَعْلَىٰ A perfect rising, a perfect canopy with no cracks and no breakages. The sky that is vital to our survival has its ability as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted it to return moisture back to earth and return other necessities of man as well, such as the radio waves that we all enjoy and is extremely necessary especially in this day and age. فَلَا إله إِلَّا الله. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nurtures us upon tafakkur and says, have you not looked at the sky and seen how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has raised it? Have you not looked at it and thought about it and pondered over it and understood how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it a means of blocking those harmful aspects to yourself and myself. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is most deserving of all praise. Allahu Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wa ilal jibbal, Have you not looked at the mountains and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pegged them? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has pegged the mountains so that this earth does not shake with our movements as a blessing to us, so that we enjoy stability on earth. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, have you not seen how we've pegged the mountains? And if you ponder over the Qur'an, you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Fir'aun and the people of Fir'aun as Dhil-Awtad. Dhil-Awtad, people were fearful of Fir'aun because of the size of his army. When Fir'aun used to camp an army, you'd see a sea of white tents. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes him as awtad He used to peg tents. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala affirms His greatness, and says that you peg tents, but we peg mountains. وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لا لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ This is tafakkur, O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam. So Islam has nurtured us to be productive thinkers. Not people who waste our minds thinking of that which is irrelevant. So Allah has blessed mankind with intellectuality, but blessed the believers with that which brings out the best of the intellectuality. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always nurtures us towards pondering over two important aspects. One is the creation around us. And the next aspect is the mightiest of all signs, the miracle for this ummah, and that is the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why we call them ayat, but we don't call them verses. We call them ayat, but we don't call them verses. It is a weak translation to translate it as a verse. But sometimes, because of necessity, we have to stick to the term verse. An ayah is a verse plus more. An ayah is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plus a sign of the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it's a miracle and that which cannot be changed. Thus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to take heed of these ayat that He revealed to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam via Jibreel alayhi salatu wa sallam. The, the ulam our ulama, they say when we talk about thinking over the meanings in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it's more appropriate to use the word tadabbur. Even though it's possible for us to use the word tafakkur, but when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself instructs us to take heed regarding the ayat in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word tadabbur. And we will see this just now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, in the fourth juz, he says, teaching us that this topic of tadabbur and tafakkur is the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This topic of tafakkur and tadabbur is a means of us beautifying our jannah. This topic of tafakkur and tadabbur is a means of us making our scales of good deeds on the day of qiyamah. And remember, I said earlier that yes, we all have intellect but the believers have the tools and the arsenal necessary to utilize their intellect in a way no other human being can allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in fi khalqis samawati wal ardi wa ikhtilafil layli wan nahari laayatil al albab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says praising the believers, innafialkis samawat, indeed in the creations of the heavens. Wal and this earth, al-nahar, and the differences in the day and the night. And we know that there are many differences. We have differences in the length of the day and the night. We have differences in the temperature of the day and the night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in this is la'ayat, signs, for who? Ulil albab, those of understanding. Those who observe tafakkur, and those who observe tadabbur. Who are they? Ya Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they are those yadhkuroon Allah. They remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, قياما, whilst they are standing, وقعودا, whilst they are sitting, وعلى جنوبهم, whilst they are laying on their sides, ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض. And they ponder and reflect over the creation of the skies and the earth. What is the net result of this process? The net result of this process is that they recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next result of this process is that they become in awe of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thus they say, Our Lord, Faqina adab protect us from the hellfire. This is tafakkur. And this is how we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through tafakkur. Tafakkur is something that we know about, but sadly, We live in a state of heedlessness regarding it. Because this is the way of shaitan. He spins us and he busies our minds with with the lesser. Thus we forget the greater. We traverse to work every day, but we forget to witness the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala around us. We seek the sustenance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every day, but we fail to witness the reality of the sustenance. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلْيَنْظُرِ الْإِنسَانِ إِلَىٰ طَعَامِهِ That let mankind look at his sustenance and the reality of its being and how it comes to him. La ilaha illallah. So shaitan spins us and he places us in a state of heedlessness. A state whereby we see but we don't witness. We hear but we don't listen. We learn but we don't understand. And this is not the way of a believer. A believer is that entity that listens, that entity that witnesses, that entity that understands. When we learn, it's not about data collection. And this is a message to the parents, and a message to the teachers. When you share knowledge, it's not about data collecting for your students, or for those within your sphere of influence. It's about igniting minds and hearts, one child at a time. It's about inspiring minds. And this doesn't happen except when we make those that we teach understand that which they learn. How many of us have spoken to our children about the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Or we might have read to them this ayah in the Qur'an, wal We might have been a means of them memorizing this particular ayah. But how many of us have made them understand it? How many of us have made this ayah a means of their tarbiyah, a means of their development, a means of them recognizing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than they did before we taught them this ayah. So understand, it's not about data collection. When, for example, we teach them about this famous... Amazing creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Called the blue whale We've taught our children about it But how have we taught them? Have we taught them in a way That they witness Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In their learning That they understand Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala In their learning That they listening during their learning This mammal that is 30 meters long the biggest creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. This mammal that weighs 200 tons. La ilaha illallah. How many trucks do you need to carry a 200 ton creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? A creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has a tongue which is heavier than an elephant. Subhana rabbiyal a'la. A tongue which is heavier than an elephant. It has a mouth. That can hold 90 metric tons of food and water. La ilaha illallah. So we learned these facts. But did we not think, Subhanallah, that the fish, Glory be to Allah, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, who created this fish. And what needs to be created to sustain and feed this fish? Subhanahu A mouth that can hold 90 metric tons. Of food and water, ponder O servant of Allah. Who feeds this creation? And what must this creation eat? Now let me shock you a little bit more. This creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though it has a mouth that can hold 90 metric tons, if it swallowed a beach ball, it would probably suffocate to death. If it swallowed something, the size of a beach ball, it would probably suffocate to death. Because yes, it has a mighty mouth, but it has a narrower throat. So again, I ask, because we might have thought that there must be something huge in the ocean that Allah has placed to feed this even bigger creation of His, subhanahu wa ta'ala. O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, this whale, lives of something called krill. And krill is something that is one to two centimeters in size. So I ask again, how much krill needs to exist in the ocean to feed this mighty whale? So we've learnt the facts. But when we learnt it, did we think of the ayah in the 12th juz? Is there on earth, but its provision is due from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and He knows its dwelling place, and He knows its deposit, and all this is in a clear book. When you learnt these facts, O servants of Allah, did you think of the ayah in the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, min la tahmilu Allah wa Did we ponder over the fact where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and so many a moving creature carries not its own provision. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who provides for it and you. Thus a believer once again never sees, rather witnesses, never hears, rather listens, never learns, rather understands. This is who we are, O servants of Allah. We're not shallow people. We are people of substance. We are people of substance. Every second of our life should be the recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is who we need to become. And this is tafakkur in a nutshell.